I'm Naomi, and this is the Sleepy House Healing Podcast. Hello, my friends. Hello, my dears. Um, Before we get into this episode for the full moon in Gemini, uh, you might hear, let me just address that you might hear some weirdness in the background through this episode because it is raining and it's actually quite a nice vibe. However, it may sound weird over the recording. So sorry about that. It may be distracting, but this is just me working with what I got (laughs) recording on a phone. Um, I could and have really been tempted to buy like actual equipment for recording. And uh, yeah, I still haven't done it. I indecision plus getting really busy plus, you know, being ADHD and very disorganized, like going all over the place. I, uh, I hadn't done it yet. So if you have recommendations, like please email me. <laughs> I would love to know like your picks. I really don't know. Um, totally lost with like affordable microphones and such. But anyhow, also another note before we get into this reading and this transmission, and I feel very inspired by the way. I mean, I am a a Gemini rising. I love Gemini energy. I love mercurial energy. And, uh, yeah, Mercury is my homeboy. I mean, I really (laughs) sounded so cringe. Okay. I'll never do that again. Mercury is, is an ally and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm all about it, obviously. So I get a little too excited sometimes maybe. Um, okay. Also another announcement before we get in to it. I also have a new offering called the inner temple. It is short and potent. It's under an hour. It's about 50 minutes of audio exploring how to make a sanctuary within and also a little guided meditation to get you started. I'm so excited. I just, I got really inspired last night, recorded the whole thing, put it on my website. It's very affordable. It's around 30, I think it's $33, which I haven't done a lot of downloadable workshops. I haven't done a lot of workshops. And part of why is that my Mercury is in the seventh house in Sagittarius. And I, uh, I've gotten a reading is actually a geomancy reading before. And, uh, you know, I talked to a practitioner, another other practitioners about this. And, uh, this is the placement that is associated. Some astrologers associate it with like, um, foot and mouth disease, right? So just having verbal, sort of diarrhea. And it's so true. Like I, I step in it all the time. And then I realize I've said something and I'm like, Oh, that's not how I meant to say it. So I've recorded workshops a bunch, but I don't usually do them how I do the podcast, right? This is very like, you're a friend, we're talking, whatever. Okay. The workshop is also like that. It's not super produced. It's also (laughs) recorded on my phone and there's no music. It's literally just the content. But once I got started talking, I realized I had a lot to say. And that's really what people are buying, I think, from me. You know, people don't expect me to be perfect and polished. If you're here, if you're listening to this, it's because 
you have found something of value in what I share. And thank you for being here. I'm also much more prolific on Patreon now. I'm writing and sharing all the time. And timeline jumps are coming back this month. Y'all, it has been time for them to come back. But they're coming back this month. And uh, I'm very excited about that. Also really want to do a dream circle again. But here's the thing. I can't, I get these waves of like, all this inspiration. I feel so excited to share. And I'm not good at like saving things and pacing myself. I I have bursts of creative energy. And then, you know, I went dark for a while other than here on the podcast. My son is about to ask me to wipe his butt. Lewin, you can wipe your own booty, honey. I'll come check and make sure you're clean. Anyway, (laughs) this is, this is what I'm doing when I'm all, I'm working also. There's always that, you know, sort of split of attention, which I can really manage when I'm, you know, up and feeling it. And I also have a really hard time with when I'm not. So when I'm overwhelmed and not doing well, I cannot manage my child, his um, online public school that I have to help him with that I also like, I'm not even doing this alone. My husband is very engaged does his part as a partner and a father and still um my overwhelm just oh you know and I'll also say this before we get more into it I've mentioned here a few times like I had this job I was so excited about it that was not anything to do with readings or you know any of this stuff right and I really there were aspects I really liked but I got I got very overwhelmed and I quit <laughs> And I, you can wash your hands. Go ahead, wash them, sweet. Okay. Um, he probably thinks I am on the phone with a friend, and honestly, that is kind of what's happening. Uh, in the future, if my son listens to this, he's gonna hear this conversation. How cute. Anyway, I left that job, and I don't regret leaving, but I regretted how I did it. Right, I just. I was like, wow, I burnt a bridge and it was really a life-changing opportunity. And even though it didn't work out and I felt, you know, I felt so stressed and overwhelmed and burnt out after just like two months that I thought I might die. Like it, there was a physical toll that it took on me, which was partially the field and the kind of work it was. And also partially just like none of, you know, I didn't feel like management was handling the stress very well. And um, so I talked it out and I, I apologized for my part, which was not really trying to resolve things, but just being like, I can't, bye, you know, um, which, you know, there's times where that makes total sense and there's really no reason to backtrack, you know, but in this case, I was like, you know, I just, I left in a way that really didn't feel like good. I don't regret leaving, but I regret how I left and I regret you know, maybe leaving the team in a bind. And my old boss um, got back right away and was like totally not a jerk about it, totally um, understanding, which was just a relief, you know? I don't know about y'all, but like I have a lot of workplace trauma. Okay, then you're done. Yeah, good job, buddy. (laughs) You <laughs> big boy. <laughs> okay. I I really do hope future Lewin is listening to this someday because I think that would be so funny. Hopefully he won't be 
uh, upset about, you know, the privacy of this exchange, but being like blasted publicly. But anyway, I think it's a very relatable like mom moment. Like I'm trying to do something. I let him know I was going to do it. And then, you know, he still needed me. And that's, that's normal. He's five. Um, anyway, back to where, whatever I was talking about, uh, workplace trauma is real. And sometimes even if something is not okay, right at work, it may be temporary. It may not be, but it may also bring up all this old shit. That's not really about the current situation. Right. And I think that that there was an element of that in this, the reason why I left and how it happened and Anyway, it just feels good to clear the air. And I really think that the reason I'm talking about this really, besides just this just happening and like feeling better and whatever, it's that I think that for the Gemini full moon, there's this, there's a lot of potential here for that. Mars is still in retrograde. Okay. Or it is retrograde. Neptune is direct. Like there is plenty of miscommunication available and possible. So I just want to mention, you know, be impeccable with your word. I I also am kind of hearing that like getting things in writing at this time is important because um, being impeccable with your word in writing so that you can revisit it and try to read things in a tone, in a light that is uh, neutral. A lot of us trauma survivors, we are like we will take something that's neutral and interpret it as negative or we have wounding around not being believed or really heard. And then that can get in the way of regular necessary communication. And it's, it's so unfair, like so many parts of like survivorship, right? It is so unfair that that is something that we have to like deal with and work out. It's, uh, you know, it feels like, well, why can't other people just like realize that this is where I'm coming from? And maybe they do like theoretically or or they try to, but in practice, you know, people are seeing things through their own lens. So just remember, I think at this full moon, which is on Wednesday, that, uh, yeah, communication is key, but you don't have to over communicate and try not to overthink or, you know, there's also, I hear this like potential for gossip and like take twisting words, taking things too far. Just watch yourself. You can't really control other people doing this, but you can watch yourself and not do it to others because it feels shitty and there is a spiritual cost for doing that. Okay. It's a lesson I like learn over and over and over that, uh, you know, <laughs> gossip, even though it might be my blueprint, it never really works out. It never feels good. Even if the other person never finds out or whatever, it's like, you know that you stepped outside of your integrity. Like, you know, it didn't feel good and it wasn't right. Even when there's truth in it, it's like, ugh, why am I getting this all over me when I'm irritated with someone else? Right? So (laughs) write in your journal, Communicate what needs to be communicated and consider that there is this potential for coming together, like having talks. Don't let the past cloud right now, right? Even a pattern of communication with another person, right? Protect yourself. 
have boundaries, um, but don't let former patterns or even current patterns dictate now. Right now, there is so much power just in the now, always, right? So, okay, now I'm going to pull a couple of cards. Also, if you follow me on Instagram, Sleepy House Healing, you'll see that I uploaded, I shared my year ahead spread that I do for clients. And it's very, very simple. And sometimes with clients, or usually I also add other stuff. So there's more to the hour and a half long year ahead reading that I do for people, but that is the bones. And uh, so I gave that to everyone on Instagram and I think my other socials as well. Yeah, I, I love that spread. It's just so useful and so simple. There's just a card. You just pull full, four cards, one for each season. And then you pull another card to lay over each of the seasons with the medicine or, you know, the guidance for navigating. And yeah, I hope you enjoy it. Patrons get access to, to anything like that ahead of time. So if you've thought about becoming a patron, I'm prolific there again. Uh, you know, people who've hung out, let me just say like, thank you so much through the droughts of my content, through the difficulty, through, you know, the times where I've just gone dark because I was so overwhelmed. Your support has made it where I can like keep food in the fridge and I can, you know, uh, pay my bills. So thank you so much. I, from the bottom of my heart, seriously. Um, okay. The first card that fell out is six of wands. <laughs> Great. Yeah. I'm definitely feeling that as part of the, the energy, part of the, mm, the theme of this time, right? I see six of wands. I know traditionally people say it was like victory, but I see it as like actually seeing the humanity in each other and seeing the light in each other, right? Um, we are closing out our lover's year and it is exciting because we've had this whole master class in seeing each other, right? And, and seeing ourselves through each other and six of wands to me, all of the sixes have a, you know, an element of it because they're also, uh, six, sorry, I just got an idea that I literally have to write down or I'll forget, um, Okay. Sorry. I just realized I needed to write that down or I wasn't going to remember. So anyway, back to the six of wands. Thank you for sticking with me through the distractions that I have, which are all ideas mainly. I have so many ideas, but I'm actually going to stop with the inner criticism and allow them to, to be born. You know, this sounds... I don't want to give myself any judgment for this, but I do feel like I cut things off just before I uh, let them exist, right? And so even having this podcast and consistently hitting publish, even though it feels often when I hit publish, y'all, I'm like, that podcast was shit. I sound so stupid and unprofessional and dumb and da 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 inner critic, super ugly stuff. And, you know, there's, there are times where I'm like, 
oh, I need just to have more compassion, you know, for myself, da da da. And then there are times where I'm like, inner critic, bitch, shut up. <laughs> like, get get out of here. Like, you have had plenty of airtime. Um, anyhow, so yeah, six of wands, there is this sort of full circle moment with yourself and with others and like, I think also like visibility. I'm using the Fountain Tarot, which is totally different than the regular Writer Smith deck, but uh this on the old, you know, the Writer Smith version that maybe you've seen, uh the Six of Wands is a guy like being celebrated, like going through a parade, going on on this parade through town on a horse and like people are celebrating you know? So there's almost like this homecoming sort of vibe with it and people recognizing you, right? Like visibility, like actually your value, your essence, your spirit, whatever you are, um, is fine. It's good. It actually deserves applause, right? So good. I'm glad to see this card after so much like nine of swords ass energy like what's happening like why am I being tormented blah 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 you know energetic hygiene is still really important but I feel a lot better since I've been you know coming back with mine and I do think the inner temple offering that I was just talking about that's now on my website um it does help with the energetic hygiene it gives you a container within and sort of a framework for like, how can I be safe even when externally, maybe I'm not safe, right? Um, All of us have different circumstances. I know people that live with really um, abusive, toxic family. I know people that, you know, are struggling with secure housing in general. I'm not saying this is like, oh, the antidote for those things. But when you make that inner temple, that inner space, um, there's, you can get spaciousness even when otherwise you cannot like externally. Right. And so I learned, I was inspired by a few different people and a few different experiences to create this offering, but it's something totally mine. Like I haven't, this exact technique is not from someone else. It's what came to me like in a download. So, okay. Six of wands. Now, moving ahead, moving forward, just to show you what else is here. Five of coins, five of cups, page of wands reversed, and four of cups, right? So we have that on the, in this moment, like, oh, six of wands, but then we have this grief, this invitation into scarcity, or feeling like you don't have enough, there isn't enough. Um, I just want to say, like, remember that you live in an abundant reality, that your access to abundance may feel really strained. But remembering that it always comes back around, your needs will get met. (laughs) Just there is this time here where like, I really want you to protect your spirit and your mental health as much as possible. Feel your feelings, but do not let them drive. I see that here. Page of Wands reversed, I just kind of see, especially with this Five of Cups and the Five of Coins, it's like, do not let the scarcity drive you. Do not let it uh, take the wheel and, uh, you know, create more problems, right? If you lash out or if you take it out on others, if you fall into victim mode, like, I'm so, 
useless, da 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 I mean, I say this because it's something that I, you know, I have very intimate experience with feeling and, and sort of doing to myself. So I just see that loss is here. Scarcity is possible. And just, I, <laughs> I say just, like this is so easy. See where you have connection. I hate the saying your net work is your net worth. I think it's so dumb and so tacky. However, your community is your only real insurance policy. And I'm not saying like, oh, you need to like lean on other people all the time or like just expect others to do stuff for you. But like consider asking, right? Have you asked? Have you inquired? Um, If you are feeling like, especially with that five of coins here, like if you're feeling like there's no support, there's no help, you know, see, here's what I'm hearing for someone who's listening. Okay. Just very direct. Have you really exhausted all of the possible resources available to you? Because I'm just hearing from the six of wands that it's like, if you ask around about resources, not saying, hey, help me or else, right? Have you ever seen that? I see that almost every day. This sort of like shaming thing of like, well, you spent money on this, but you can't pay me for my work or whatever. I saw that today. And, um, you know, no shade. I, I really see that often where people are like, oh, well, you can spend money on this thing you want, but you can't give people money directly. And it's like, absolutely. Giving people money directly is so important. And I definitely encourage people to give, put money in people's hands rather than filtering it through like nonprofits that you you don't know much about, right? However, shaming while you're asking is so yuck. You might get your physical needs met, but the energetic, the energetics around shame are just yucky and it doesn't really multiply, right? It's like, it actually shuts you out of other ways to be in community with people because people become a little bit like afraid of you. I, if people feel emotionally unsafe in the way that you navigate your relationships with them, you know, it, maybe they'll reach into their wallet, but it, it doesn't really lead to much more than that. And sometimes you really need money or you really need support financially. And it's like, you're going to say whatever you need to say to to get that need met. And I have compassion, right, for that. But here I see that we do have a choice. We do not have to operate that way. If there are things that you need, if there's emotional support that you need, try asking. Do you have resources? Do you have time? I am hurting. Like being honest and also this is what's hard sometimes though. It's like when you muster up the courage to ask someone for something and then they're not available to give it to you or it feels like they don't really want to, it can feel like major rejection. <laughs> but what I see here is that that is unlikely to happen. And also just because one person in your life or that you know can't meet your need doesn't mean that you're it's undeserving of being met or that someone else can't, right? So... I know it's energy to ask for help when you're really feeling like you're in the gutter 
or it's energy to like, like for me, it was energy. And I felt very uncomfortable reaching out to my former boss and just being like, Hey, human to human. I'm, I'm sorry about the way I acted. You know, I don't regret leaving. And I was upset with how you treated me, but you know what? I also wasn't my best self and I can own that. And I just want you to know that I'm sorry about it. And from there, I didn't do that to get anything. I really didn't. I just don't like burning bridges. I've burnt enough bridges in my life, right? And I also I also can see that like at the core, this is a person who, like me, was under massive amounts of stress, right? And so what came from that is that I was offered not my old job back because I also I don't want it, but to do a different, do different work, right? To do contract work with that person. That uh, would not have happened unless I had, you know, reached out and been like, hey, person to person, sorry about that shit. You know, I don't, I, I regret like leaving you in a lurch, you know? Um, so just contact, genuine, authentic communication may go a long way. I know this is a very direct example, but I felt when it happened, I was like, oh yeah, people, <laughs> people are good. People can open portals or close them, right? And and you can too. You have the ability. If you're listening to this and you're like, you know what? It doesn't resonate. I'm not poor or I'm not, um, you know, emotionally like lacking. I, I have people in my life. Like if you're supported and you've got your finances straight, beautiful, wonderful. I'm so happy for you. Consider that you can open a portal for someone else. I have had people open portals for me all of my life. Sometimes when I really felt like I didn't deserve it or I felt like I was like, you know, some sometimes at my lowest points and, you know, I don't, I'm not sure if they really know how much that like kept me alive straight up. There are people that have just come out of nowhere, been earth angels, you know? So uh, you can be that for someone else and I want to make also this distinction between obligation and generosity. Um, I'm thinking about this because here in Sagittarius season, Jupiter season, uh, one of them, right? Because in the classical, in classical like astrology, um, the or sorry, the rule, the classical ruler of Pisces and Sagittarius is Jupiter, right? And this is not an energy I've spent a lot of time with. Um, but I have been, I've get, I've gotten readings that said, you know, for remediation, it's a good idea to get with, you know, to get with Jupiter, you know, for my specific chart. And so I, because I know that, right, I have been taking this course from Diana. Uh, she's on Instagram. She's an amazing astrologer. The course is called By Jove, and it is an experiential um Jupiter course, right? And uh, so so it's not like learning how to like, I'm not that interested in astrology for like giving people readings or this means this for you. I'm ex- I'm interested in experiencing the planets and having this embodiment, right? This practice, a somatic practice and relationship with the planets, right? So anyway, all that aside, she has shared thoughts about generosity because Jupiter is associated with uh, wisdom, with uh, expansion, generosity, all these other things as well. But generosity is not pouring from an empty cup. 
you might have to do that sometimes. Like if you're a parent, you still have to get up and parent even if you're sick, right? Like that's just an example. There's all kinds of reasons why maybe you have to put push yourself past your capacity for giving, right? But generosity at its core is not giving because you have to or giving because you feel that sense of shame or obligation. Like I was mentioning, like when you ask for something and doing it in a shaming way, you're privileged. So you have to give me money. That is so yucky. And even if the person's fucking right, you know, even if the person's right and the other person has an excess, it's like, I don't know when I see that I don't usually give, but also I don't want to be around that energy you know nobody does I don't know anybody who's like yeah I love shame being shamed unless they're deep into feeling like they deserve it which it's a whole other story generosity is giving from what you have an abundance of so here we also have just moving on because I could go on about this all day also that course is very interesting I just I want to share like where some of this has come from right for from Jupiter season Lots of contemplation of Jupiter went went into this before I started taking the course, but taking the course is really nice because I'm just seeing so many more aspects of Jupiter than like, oh my God, please save me, right? I think sometimes we make contact or we attempt relationship with planets and energies, forces, spirits, entities, deities, because we need rescuing. And that is very extractive. Um, I get why we have done it and do it. I've done it, I'm sure, in different ways. But it's extractive and it's also like it'll set you up to be disappointed to think, oh, this doesn't work. (laughs) It's like, yeah, anytime you add desperation to anything, it doesn't work as well. Because that there's that added pressure, right? That added pressure of like, am I being grateful enough? Am I performing enough to receive? So just something to chew on something to put in your in your pot and stew it I don't know uh okay four of cups excuse me you'll you got options you don't like any of them that's kind of how I see it or like four of cups like oh I feel like I'm missing out um you're not missing out actually you are living your one and only life well in this incarnation You are living your best life because this is the life you are living on this plane at this time. So just you're not missing out. Let me just say that, right? Like you're you're good. Whatever you choose, maybe it'll suck. Maybe it won't. There's it's just a mixed bag. I just see this time in general as a mixed bag. Holidays are hard, stressful, the overstimulation, right? Overstimulation for those of us who um, have sensory issues and such right the antidote like the key for dealing with this two of coins reversed balance if you need to spend more time alone give yourself permission right um if you need to take breaks give yourself permission if you need to not go to the family gathering um even though it might hurt some feels right give yourself permission two of coins right material balance material um yeah equilibrium like harmony finding harmony as much as you can it is reversed though so I do kind of get that sense like oh this is a struggle and we have to remember with balance like 
it's not just like this thing, this set it and forget it thing. It's like this daily maintenance thing, which can be hard for those of us who, you know, for people like me, if you're listening on some level, you're probably like me. (laughs) Newsflash, sorry, not sorry. We have something in common if I resonate. And it having anything that needs like a daily maintenance, ugh. You know, we maybe you go through long droughts and then get inspired and make a bunch of shit like me. Um, it's okay. But when it comes to your physical needs, hydration, food, sleep, okay, don't skip. Don't skip. You got to do it. You got to do it or you won't be effective in all the other things you're trying to do. And we have Ace of Wands underneath just as this sense of, okay, this could be the beginning or it is the beginning of something. And I'm also just hearing like hard work is part of it. But remember that hard work is not killing yourself, right? It's not working yourself to death. Hard work is doing your best, actually. And I think most of us are doing our best. So Ace of Wands, this is the beginning. Keep at it. Remember that the wand, like as a symbol, the wand as an item, an object, is an extension of your hand. It is not magical in itself. It is an extension of your own hand, your own powers, what you have, right? Thinking of the magician and Mercury. I didn't pull the magician, but the magician is very mercurial and associated. So associated with Mercury. So speaking of Mercury and Gemini, our card of the year showed up here, the lovers reversed. And just sometimes I pull cards and I'm like, damn, if I could have designed a reading, it would have looked like this, right? The next card is our card for 2023, collectively, the chariot. Okay. So we're moving out of lovers and in this case, lovers reversed. It's almost like lovers is saying like, okay, you're learning the lessons, you're integrating. And now it's time for the chariot, which is this card associated with change. It's key seven. Seven is a very mystical number. I will say that um, in reading playing cards, sevens are bad. They're like, oh, this sucks. But I've just started to learn playing cards, which is a whole other thing. And I can't wait to to talk about it more. It's something that my family uh, did for a long time. I had an uncle that was very, very dear to me who read playing cards. And I'm like, I'm kind of surprised I took this long to learn it. But uh, I fucking love it. Because it's unlike tarot, it's very cut and dry. I mean, people have different ways of reading. But the answers are just... I don't know. There's not a whole lot of like, oh, it could be this, it could be that. You know, like with tarot interpretations, like it, they can be practical and I love being practical, but these are way more like, I feel like they're more material, you know? And I love that. As a Capricorn, as a major earth sign, like, yeah, give me material, con- more kind of concrete stuff. More, It's more fortune telling, you know? Really like that. And I love how accessible it is because, you know, everybody's got a playing card or a deck of playing cards, or you can get one very easily. So, okay, (laughs) coming back to the reading. Sorry about that. So sevens, right? Think about the way that like every seven years, supposedly at least, our cells are all replaced, right? Um, This is that card of moving on, moving to the next. It's the card that comes 
I feel like the lovers is the card of like, oh, um, I've heard it like the first line of the tarot is like, I am, right? So the fool, the magician, um, the high priestess, the empress, the emperor, and lovers, these are all I am, right? Like self-actualization, maybe, is what you call that. And then the the seven, right? The chariot, which is our card for next year, that's so exciting, is that, oh yeah, other people exist. Oh yeah, there's differentiation here. Duality, right? Um, I really like this version of the card as well from the Fountain Tarot. I don't use this deck very often because the, the cards are kind of slippery. They're beautiful, but whatever. Um, I just picked up a deck because I was like so inspired to get this going. But this is, it's got like two horses going two different directions and sort of mirrors the look of the more tradish, uh, you know, earlier versions of the tarot, which has like a person guided by intuition. There's like a star on his head with armor, almost like a crab shell, right? And then there's this movement, right? There's two sphinxes, a black and a white, representing, you know, the different aspects of moving forward with your intuition. It's also associated with cancer. And of course, I just can't stop thinking about all the ways that this connects. Today's Monday, Moon Day associated. This card is also associated with the moon. So I see that for next year and just what we're kind of preparing for is more um, under the surface, right? More shadow work in a way you could say. I feel like I live shadow work. I'm constantly like confronting and trying to, um, yeah. I, here's a breakthrough I've had recently and I, I, maybe it's obvious, but I've also learned that like what I think is obvious or what I learned that I think everybody knows is not the case. There's a lot of stuff we all know. Other people don't know, right? So instead of trying to figure things out, trying to make, trying to build, trying to create, what I am doing now, partially inspired by Ursula K. Le Guin and some, um, something that she had said about how like she just like daydreamed and like waited for a story to come to her, right? Allow. When we allow, rather than trying to make something happen, if you're a creative person, which you are, there's no, there's less pressure and you can just, stuff will just come to you, right? You can channel down all kinds of cool shit. And uh, this is why that self-compassion and not being so fucking hard on yourself is important because it's just, it keeps you so small. And like, I get now what people say about like, oh, it makes you small right? Makes you hide. It makes you like feel like boxed into a room. This is again, why I'm getting back into my inner temple practice. It's something I've worked with, you know, and on for myself for many years, but I, uh, I don't think I've shared it too much here just because it's one of those things that feels so natural, making a home within yourself where you can have spaciousness when you really otherwise don't. So if you're somebody that struggles with meditation, you struggle with like getting your mind still to do ritual even, um, I relate. <laughs> that inner temple, I'm not trying to sell you on this, but yeah, I am because I think it's good. And I think 
especially if you want like a quick, potent, you know, introduction, that inner temple offering can sort of tell you how to set it up, but you don't have to buy that to start imagining your inner structure where you can uh, be free, where you can look within, right? We hear people talking about looking within and sometimes I, I get what they mean. Sometimes I'm like, okay, this is just what people say, right? But from within, from the inside, is how we change our external circumstances. It feels like the opposite of everything we've ever been taught, right? But um, yeah, so that's it. I'm done. Uh, that's that's the episode. I hope you liked it. I hope the background noise and the kiddo interruptions were not too distracting. And I hope you have a wonderful Gemini full moon. I hope it is full, especially if you're a writer like me, I hope it's full of, you know, your creative juices flowing onto the page as, as it has been for me and, and hopefully continues to be. And I hope you have a great, yeah, I already said it, a great full moon. Bye.